Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We watched a horror movie from Argentina. Welcome in everybody to Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movie Reviews. It did not just take me a half an hour to figure out what to say on that intro. I am your host, as always, Rob Coakley. Joining me, Dave. You know, some it's the simpler intros that are always the best. <laughs> <laughs> we are also joined by Jesse. Hola. We did it. We hit our Spanish quota. Mm-hmm. Um, our incredibly long intro worked out real well. Mm-hmm. And we are here. We are going to review the movie When Evil Lurks, which has been catching a lot of buzz on the internet amongst the horror community. So, Dave, why don't you kick it off? Gives us the El Synopsi of this movie, please. When Evil Lurks, a 2023 supernatural psychological horror film written and directed by Damien Rugna. The residents of a small rural town discover that a demon is about to be born among them. They desperately try to escape, but it may be too late. So I saw this movie getting a ton of buzz, like you just said, all over the horror forums and Facebook and whatnot, and people are saying that this was possibly the most shocking horror film of the year. So of course I had to watch it, which I did, and I don't think they're wrong. I think this is probably the most shocking and brutal horror movie released in 2023 so far that I've seen, and I've seen most of them. I thought this was really well done for what it is. It's a vicious, brutal, violent, shocking horror movie. If that's not up your aisle, up your alley, then don't watch it. Yeah, that's not a thing. Is that that what they say in Argentina? (laughs) Maybe. There was a lot about this movie that Aside from the, I mean, I like the, the the brutal graphic shocking stuff that for me is fun. But aside from all that, I thought this was a really well-written movie. And I thought a lot of the characters were really fleshed out nicely, especially the protagonist. I thought he was a really well-written character. He was your, uh, not, not exactly, I wouldn't say a classic tragic hero, but he ended up fitting into that role by the end of the movie. By the way, we're going to spoil this. So if you don't like that, go watch it and then come back. But he was very flawed. So he wasn't even necessarily like a good guy, right? You, you think a protagonist is like a, not necessarily squeaky clean, but you typically they're like a good guy. And this guy, I don't think was a good guy. He abandoned his kids, didn't pay his child support. Kind of just seemed like he was uh, not a real popular guy in town. But throughout the whole movie, it seemed like he was trying to do the right thing, except he kept doing the wrong thing and the repercussions were detrimental to say the least. And I think that that was a really a really different way of writing your protagonist. And I thought it was very interesting. We're not still playing the interesting game, right? I can say that <laughs> word are. now. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I could not get over the fact that as I was watching the beginning of this movie, the protagonist, I was like, is that Jim Carrey? And I think I said it for the first 20 minutes. He looked like Jim Carrey. And until I finally got over it and then i didn't get over it and i was like yeah he still looks like jim carrey halfway through the movie i don't see that rewatch it you'll see it i promise you i've watched it twice already and i think that's plenty 
Oh, so you don't like the movie then? I got oh. I got no Jim Carrey, but I, I did get a whole lot of Freddie Mercury from his brother. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Definitely Freddie Mercury. So Jim Carrey. Oh, we should redo the opening. Jim Carrey and Freddie Mercury battle possessed. <laughs> possessed meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> That would just be to, it. Just to start things off by talking about the end of this movie. The only scene in this movie where I laughed was towards the very end when the demon pokes his head out from the stage. And yeah. there's just <laughs> a little, little bald head sticking up. And he's just, what was the guy? What was the main character's main name? Pedro? He's just, Pedro. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was pretty creepy. It reminded me of that YouTube short horror video that was pretty big a couple of years ago. I think it was just called, uh, what was it? it was like the man in the box. It was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of that scene, which that that YouTube short was really good. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was kind of creepy, but I can see the comical angle from it. There wasn't a whole lot of comical scenes in this movie. There were a lot. And that of wasn't cool. even meant to be comical. It was just the the imagery I just I found absolutely hilarious. But there was nothing hilarious about this movie. This this was one of the more messed up movies that I've ever seen. What was the one that we covered? I think it was a French film that was really martyrs. martyrs. Yeah, the two the two foreign films that we covered this year, this and Martyrs, and there I just. What was, what was that noise? You made a refrigerator noise, and I—I I, I didn't make a noise. <laughs> you sounded like a re- you. you sounded just like a refrigerator for a split second. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have something to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a fridge this whole time, shit. <laughs> wow, really, really coming out with the twist on this episode of Hometown Ghost Stories, mm. Refrigerator. <laughs> That's a nickname that will not stick. Nope. But someone's oh, Patreon no, name will not. be that by. By the end of this episode, now this movie was was messed up. I but the big difference between this one and Martyrs was I just didn't enjoy watching Martyrs. I just didn't have a good time from start to finish. I was straight up just like, "Why are you like this, Dave?" The whole time that I was watching that movie, like, <laughs> "Why did you make me do this?" This movie, it had so many oh shit moments, so many of them, but the story was so good, and it was like it. I wanted it to keep going. I would watch part two and part three. Martyrs came out with part two. Probably watch it. I don't know. Uh, both an American version. Didn't. I didn't watch it. So wait, there wasn't a part two to Martyrs, was there? He said there, if. Oh yeah, if there was, but I know there was an American version. I didn't even bother watching that. But yeah, the this movie, dude, it was so good. It was so good from start to finish. It pulled me in. I was watching some people review it online, and a lot of people were like, "It's a slow burn," and you know, didn't have yeah. any action. I'm like, what? what? talking about i don't understand what movies people are watching or what their expectations are for movies these days like i see that comment consistently across movies where i'm like a slow burn like did you not see were we not watching that scene with the goat in the axe was in the first 15 minutes (laughs) fucked man fucked again we're gonna spoil this movie so if you haven't seen it go watch it but the the axe scene was so startling and there were three scenes in this movie that made me go. I think I audibly yelled, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> loud. I think three different times, and that was one of them with the uh, with the well, axe. Well, let's just jump into that scene because that scene happens. We understand that the devil or the the goat is possessed by some sort of demonic force, and the whole point is you're not supposed to kill them. If you kill them, then that's going to bring death on you. What I didn't understand, and what I don't think any of us understood, is the it's going to bring death to you was going to happen within 14, like 14 
decibels of a second. Yeah. Like he kills this thing and he just gets whacked immediately by his wife with the ax. Just happens right out the gate. So and you're just like, oh shit. Exactly. It was a big oh shit moment. The effects that they used, practical effects, probably unbelievable. It really looked like this guy just took an ax in the side of his face from his wife. There was a little bit of CGI, but it was well done. It was so well done. And she immediately just axes herself in the face after such yeah. a brutal scene. Yeah. Tell me, was this because it struck me as her the wife putting themselves out of their misery before something terrible, terrible can happen. No shot. No. This was the no, this was demonic was influence the, for sure. It, it, okay. Yeah. That's you don't when she gun, had, when yeah, she, there was there was a gun right there, like shoot yourself. <laughs> yeah. Smash yourself in the face with an axe. Yeah. That was that not, final the final chop that she gave to her own face was all like slow because she was dying. That one struck me. I was just like, that's such good acting. And oh, not, man. As, not as much as it struck her. It struck well, her quite, it, quite a few times. I, I actually was going to bring up the same point on that final one. Great directing, great acting to slow it down essentially. Cause that's how you think it would happen. You'd, if you were being forced to do it right up until your last dying breath, it's not going to just be, you would think not repetitive, like at the same speed the entire time. It's going to be a slow grind for those last two slashes as you pass away. So it was brutal and you just, you kind of felt it, right? As you're sitting there watching, it's like, oh, I kind of feel what she's feeling, except I don't feel no, the axe hitting my face. Not even remotely yeah. close to anything that we've ever felt before, but still you watch that and it just felt it felt real looks real yeah. so this was a demonic possession movie sort of sort of like a hybrid between demonic possession and almost like like a plague outbreak movie too mm. the way that the possession spread i like this movie apart from other demonic possession movies because they did it so different you see we've seen so many movies about demonic possession that are all kind of just the same thing right they get they follow all the classic tropes and all of the the rules for demonic possession. This one didn't. This one was very different. And it starts out from the like how the demon manifests and basically it affects a person, sort of like an alien would would lay an egg inside somebody. And that was your rotten guy at the beginning. And he's all bloated and pussy. And that was the demon. He's basically like the he's gonna give birth to the demon. And while he's in this state, the demon can influence people around him, not by physically possessing them like a regular demonic possession, but by basically poisoning their thoughts and, and making them do really horrible things, kill each other, kill, kill themselves and whatnot. And it's just so different because you don't see like people that are possessed, they all, all of a sudden have supernatural strength or like... Um, Actually, you did see a little bit of the, them knowing things that they shouldn't here and there. But for the most part, this was very different from any other demonic possession. I liked the spin they put on it because it's tough to take a traditional genre like that and flip it around because that usually pisses people off. But this one I thought was really well executed. No, they did it differently. They did it in a way that that worked as well. Because you, like you said, they, they still have the same kind of rules where not necessarily rules, but the tropes where the possessed figure is going to know some things that they don't know. But this one was very different because there were rules. There were a mm -hmm. lot of rules that people needed to follow to not get possessed. Someone say seven. What's that? Seven. Someone oh, say there were seven rules. 
Siete. Okay, siete. Ah, sorry. That's right. But one of the main rules is you cannot kill this thing. You cannot kill the person that is possessed, and you especially cannot use gunpowder. So there's some some sort of a rule with guns where I don't know if that makes it a more immediate death or something, but that seemed to be the case in two different scenes in this. So you had the first one with the guy shooting the goat and then getting the axe in the face, and then another one that you got was when the guy shot the dog who was possessed, and then... I don't know if he immediately died. I'm assuming he died in that car accident, but the woman definitely no, died. he didn't. He got out of the car. He uh, he did not die in the car because hmm. it showed him lift his head up when he was bleeding, but it killed the woman. Yeah, so this the, the dog that you just brought up was the second scene that made me say, oh, shit, out loud. That yeah. was brutal. Oh, that yeah. was that whole scene. They built so much tension, and there actually wasn't a lot of tension in this movie. They replaced a lot of the tension with shock. So whereas you'll get, and this scene might be an exception because this scene I thought was particularly tense, but a lot of the jumps just came in in situations where you knew the jump scare was coming, but you still weren't ready for it. This movie, I feel like they've replaced a lot of the tension that you see in other movies with shock, and they did it really well. Typically, I don't like when they do when they replace ten- tension with shock because I'm a fan of the tension building in horror movies, but this movie did it really well. The dog scene, there was... The argument was escalating. You kind of knew something was going to happen. And like I said, I watched this twice. And the second time watching, I noticed they kept profiling the dog. They kept showing the dog and the little girl interact. So yeah, it was kind of the dogs. The important thing was they showed the dog sniffing the clothes that the, the guy clothes, took off. Yep. Right. So I, I had a feeling something bad was going to happen there as well. But this was such, such an oh shit moment. I mean, it was probably the second most disturbing scene in the whole movie. Yeah, my, I my think opinion. I agree with that. This one was more shocking than the other one, but uh, right, the because other this, one was more disturbing. I know what breaks, we're talking about. The movie breaks the rules, though, right? Because usually with horror movies or any kind of movie, when it comes to the death of children, they avoid showing it on camera for the most part. Mm-hmm. Usually you don't see it. We got one, the only moment in Halloween Ends that was an oh shit moment for me was when the kid just got booted off the balcony and they show him crashing to the ground. Yeah. And then you had Michael, Michael Myers and his Halloween hole and all that kind of weird shit that went on after that with that awful movie. <laughs> but that was hole. that was the one that was the one scene in that in that movie. I remember I was watching it in an airport because I travel a lot, and <laughs> and I, I was watching it on my phone and I was just like, oh, like audibly, just, oh shit, like that was a fucking crazy scene. That is nothing to any of the scenes in this movie. This movie is full of those moments, but. You see this little girl just getting ragdolled around by this by the giant dog. It's just she was dead immediately. And it happened and so fast. It did Well, so you fast. knew it was building to the dog most likely attacking her. Right. But what I don't think that anyone would expect is the ragdoll effect where the dog grabs her and just drags her out the house and down the street, and you just kind of see it happening. And you're just that's the oh shit moment. It's like I knew what was gonna happen, but I didn't know what was gonna happen to this extent and i never imagined it going this far exactly why it was that oh shit moment but also probably accurate as to how a dog would kill its prey whether it's a child or a small animal i mean i've seen my dog go after animals in the yard and just absolutely just just the biggest dog of all time beast of a (laughs) ferocious killer dog 
probably missed the mark, not dog fighting. No, it's a, it's a Boston <laughs> Terrier and she's tiny, but still she found this little tiny rabbit. Cause that's probably all she can kill and not get her ass kicked. But she absolutely just ragdolls this thing. And I got the kids in the yard. And they're like, Cersei's killing the baby bunny. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And you know, anyway, so I don't have to go into that story, but again, with the animal, okay. like I would you, never you went right into the story and you completed it. it <laughs> I saved this rabbit. Probably didn't. I'm pretty sure. I just placed it in my neighbor's yard and walked away. And then I'm pretty sure vultures came in and ate it. I don't know. But all I know is after we got home from karate, little bunny was gone. And, I don't, and I'm like, hey, it survived. Ran away. No, probably got eaten. Anyways. 4.4 on that bunny story. Thank you. Yeah, not not really told it the, as well as I wanted to. But my whole point was, <laughs> is the whole ragdoll thing is how dogs would kill something. And you wouldn't expect your whole, your whole point was your Boston Terrier, this big ferocious Boston Terrier is out here just destroying. A distant relative to pet to pit bulls, I've heard. <laughs> Pretty Can we get off this? Well, I just want to make one little point about the ragdoll thing. In a movie like this, you would expect it just to be a bite kid dead you're like holy shit that's a big wow moment for them but for them to go that extra step and just really add all this stuff in it and then it just scampering off with the kid by the head dude this is so brutal so brutal and this whole movie they didn't cut away from any of the kill scenes they showed the kill scenes and they showed the shit out of the kill scenes and it was really really added to the the disturbing shocking feel of this movie throughout the whole thing it was very consistent in that in that sense and they, and they, they felt legit they, they just all of these kill scenes from the axe like it felt like like that's how that would happen to the dog one to the hammer at the end i don't know if i i've seen i don't know how many times i've seen a hammer kill somebody in a movie but it's usually an action movie and you're getting like fast cuts and all this other stuff this was just someone like almost comically bonking somebody in the head <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> to the point that it's almost comical, yeah but it's but it's actually vicious it's just it's it just was vicious but the the big difference in the way that they did this right was if you had an adult hitting someone in the head with a hammer i would assume you would cave in the skull or puncture or you do some significant damage on the first swing the reason that she kept getting bonked on the head was it was a child swinging the hammer so you're mm -hmm. seeing it slowly take her out and it's like this is vicious and brutal and six whacks later, you know, they're finally starting to do some real damage. But that was that was pretty brutal. So the only one which was probably the most brutal scene in the movie, I don't believe we actually saw the kill on, was his son. We definitely saw a verifiable... the kill was the jump from the balcony. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you might be right. But they didn't show it. So they showed them jumping off true, the balcony. They true. didn't show them hitting the ground. It's the only one that where they didn't really show the full killing. But boy, oh boy, did they make sure that kid was dead, and you'll yeah. never forget that moment. You'll you'll know that that child did not survive this movie. Um, delicious treats were happening, is what I will say. Mm. Speaking was... speaking of delicious treats in this movie, I was the thing that caught me the most by surprise is they have apple ice cream in Argentina. I've never I heard was... of it. Apple ice cream and apple ice cream anywhere. I've never heard of such a thing. I'll probably you. never try it now because it's. I didn't know it existed before this movie, and the movie also ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is also one of the few flaws with this movie. So, when he went apple to the gas cream? station, maybe, maybe it doesn't exist. But when he went to the gas station to buy the apple ice cream for his son, mm. 
he came out completely empty handed. So he had nothing in his hands. And then the next scene, they show the kid with a red popsicle that he was letting melt because it wasn't apple ice cream. But if you look into it, he actually left the store with nothing in his hands. Oh, mystery popsicle. Wow. Movie ruined. I'm assuming it's, it's probably implied that he went to a different location. They also didn't have apple ice cream. So he picked up a popsicle. Uh, I'm glad they didn't show like the whole pursuit of the apple ice cream. Because <laughs> like half the movie is just him driving around to different gas stations trying to find apple ice what cream. What a twist. What if that was the rest of the movie? <laughs> and then he finally finds it. And it ends with like uh with him jumping in the air in celebration in a freeze frame. Freeze frame, absolutely. Like, All right, some, sweet, some sweet 80s rock song. <laughs> Cues in. Piano in. intro, at least 30 seconds. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Just make sure we credit Seth. On guitar, and we're good to go. <laughs> Got to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, this entire movie is brutal, and I, I actually like the way they implement the children at the end, with in in relation to the demonic presence and how it kind of uses the children. I almost wish they implemented that a little bit earlier, though. Like, I, I think that could have been done. Here's what I would do. I think there was just enough of it where it wasn't corny. Because when you have like a children of the corn situation. I think it took too long to get to it, though, is my point. I think the way I would have liked to have seen it done, and this is just me nitpicking. There's nothing wrong with the movie. We have that family in the beginning where the bloated guy is the brother. And he's got the brother and the mother there. Mm -hmm. I think I would have liked for for the brother that wasn't infected to be younger. And for him to do something a little more outlandish so that we can see that it has that effect on children. And at that point, you're more concerned with his two sons throughout the movie. I feel like it would have ruined the ending a little bit because the ending, you've had that shocking moment of that same kid up in the barn loft explaining that he killed his mother and the same thing happened to your mother. It was what he said to the the main mm-hmm. character's brother. So I feel like you would have lost a little bit of that shock at the end there. Exactly. And yeah, but I, you're, although- you're replacing that for building tension is my point. So, I mean, I guess it's which one do you want? Cause you can build tension with the, with the sons a <clears> little <throat> bit better than you did. Right. I think the thing with this movie was they, they swapped out, like I said earlier, the, the, the tension building with shock That's and true. it was done really well. So uh, I, I get that point, but I and I, I would agree with you, except that I think it would have taken away from the shock of the ending. And if you're basing a movie on shock and you take the shock out of the ending, I think you might maybe fucked up. That's fair. Yeah, I, there I mean, was some, there was, was something. In, yeah, there was something incredibly creepy about the whole ending sequence where they go up to a school and it's nighttime and there's just a bunch of kids in class, and it was just something so creepy about it. It, it. Obviously there's no teacher. So there's just kids sitting at desks, just waiting to be instructed on what to do. Mm-hmm. And that whole, that whole thing. And another thing I liked about this movie is when you have demonic possession movies, they end either in complete chaos or they end in an exorcism or both. This one, there was no exorcism, but there was, they did allude to, a way of fixing it, right? So there was this big contraption with all these gears that they actually first found in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where they come across a dead body in the woods and they see all these pieces to some sort of instrument and it, they didn't really know what it was. It looked like it maybe even like a telescope with a bunch of gears on it and some time things. This was probably some sort of an instrument to create a an exorcism or do some sort of exorcism process to 
get the demon out of the the victim. So yeah, that's exactly what it was. And the person the they end, found in the beginning that was ripped in half was a what they called a quote unquote cleaner, which I think is some sort of lost in translation word for exorcist. Exactly. So the way that you get rid of this thing, you can't kill them. And that's what this family is waiting for was they kept waiting for a cleaner to come and take care of the disgusting dude. And my God, was he disgusting. If you're oh, so gross, if yeah. you can't handle like blood and gore and pus, this movie's not for you. If you can't handle absolutely disgusting person with pu- piss and pus and shit and all sorts of disgustingness going on. Also not a movie for you. Hmm. Also, if you're a good person, this movie's not for you. So that's why we like it so much. <laughs> yeah, I did promise I wasn't going to do this to you guys and recommend another really fucked up movie, but I couldn't help myself. No, you can. You just have to be better about telling us it's subtitled so that I'm in the yeah, right I was going to say, Rob's not mad about the gore. He's mad that he had to read today. <laughs> I literally told you it was subtitled. He did. In the middle of my worst day of my life, you told me that. You got to be better at this, Dave. You got to be better at feelings when you send him a text. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that everything's in tune, that my, my, what are they called? The horoscope symbols, my oh, astrology. Sure that, that Mercury isn't in it, retrograde. Yeah, make sure all of that is, <laughs> is correct before you start assigning us movies that I have to read. All yeah. right. Gotcha. So I, I know you said that you laughed at that one part, Jesse. I want to hit on the end real quick because I actually laughed at the end. I thought, I, I don't hate the ending at all, by the way. But the last scene of this movie is just a long shot of showing the brothers basically in despair. And I just think they hang on it way too long. I think they needed to get out of it a little sooner. It, it got to the point that I actually started laughing. I was just like, a little too long. On that All part. right, we're going Maybe a little too it, long it was, with this. It was really bleak. And I think that that's, that, that, end, that ending scene, I agree probably it might have been a little bit long, but... It, was a it, it, it reminded me more of remember the ending of Pearl spoiler alert guys for yeah. Pearl. If you haven't seen that review yet, I'm sorry, where it's just, and this doesn't actually really even spoil anything. It's just like a, a shot of her face, just smiling at the camera. And it's not a still shot. It's her just holding that smile, which is almost comical in a way, but it's also really creepy in a way. This yeah. kind of had that same sort of vibe for me at the ending. It wasn't as effective for me. Like it was up into an extent and then they lost me. And I think like in the Pearl one, it gets you back. Like you start laughing at it and then you're like, oh shit, this is kind of creepy. Mm. It never got me back. As soon as I start, as soon as I broke, I'm just like, all right, let's cut away. Get me to the credits because this is fucking ridiculous now. Uh, If you haven't seen the movie and you just watch these to hear us talk about them, the ending scene was literally the protagonist, Pedro, just kneeling in the front yard with his brother watching, just screaming for a really long time <laughs> and now he was a good actor too so i think he sold it but i think yeah i think your base your only issue with it was they just showed it for too long yeah just too long like we we can get out of there like we we didn't need and i know i understand what the director was trying to do i just don't think it conveyed what he was trying to do you know what i mean so cut five ten seconds of that off maybe mm. and we're probably golden you get the effect that you're looking for it's just little things like my nitpicks with this movie are all little. I don't have anything mm-hmm. majorly against this movie. I think it's really well done. I think the story's told great. I really like the lore building of the infected generally being in cities. So there were rumors and people knew that they existed in the countryside towns, but they had never actually seen one. They didn't actually want to see one. 
and dealing with that infection basically from that perspective of, yeah, we know this exists, but we don't know what it looks like. Is this what it's supposed to look like? And I'm saying like, well, you know, they say when you see one, you know it right away. And they're like, yeah, we know it right away. This is definitely what this is. And to go back to the schoolhouse scene, uh, the call back to the kid on the bicycle coming and being part of that schoolhouse scene was a nice uh, callback for the movie as well, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. All right, Dave, why don't you give us your score for this movie? I don't really have any negatives about it. I don't have any reason not to give it a five other than I don't want it to have a five. I'm going to give it a 4.9. It just doesn't. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't know why I don't want it to be a five, but I can't really justify. Are you coward, Rob? What do you give it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it 4.3 hammers out of five hammers for this particular movie. Mm. there's a little little things that i just would have liked done better i think it's a good movie to watch all around if you're into this type of movie really have to know that you like gory movies i do think it ran slightly long but i long but i don't know what to cut out is usually i could be like it's this one too long let's cut this scene i don't know maybe something i'd have to watch it again and i could probably find it but mm. I think it was just a little, little too long. I think they probably could have cut a little bit. I think it dragged in the middle a little bit mm. where the you meet the cleaner lady and they're kind of trying to figure out the brother goes one way and that's where we got that really disturbing scene and then they go their own way. But I feel like there was a lot of just, just dicking around in the middle there that didn't, it probably could have been a little bit more right. concisely there's, written. There's your 4.9 reason. There's my 4.9. <laughs> Jesse, nice. your score. I'm going to go with a solid five on this one. It's a movie that I thought was as messed up as it could be while still having a strong storyline, phenomenal acting. Music was great. Oh, I love the score. I forgot to tell you. score was so good. Yeah. It felt like, uh, felt like ghostly Red Dead Redemption score. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just... Uh, this is a movie that I will remember for the rest of my life because of the, how shocking it was. Mm. So why not? It's five. There you That's go. True. That's fair. And it is, it is memorable. So many of these demonic possession movies we've watched. I, I could probably pull up a list right now and just read off like five of them that we've watched. And I have no idea which was which. Yeah, they all just so, meld they, together because it's the same story. Yeah, which right. a lot of times it's based on a true story. So what are you going to do? Not tell that story? But there's been some really bad ones. Look at you, Anne Eklund. Not, that was not a even bad movie. <laughs> oh, Anne Eklund was the worst. Not, not even bad though. Like they just, they're just forgettable, a lot of them. Oh, the Anne Ackland movie was bad, bad. <laughs> did we review that, or did we just no, talk? No, oh, no. We, oh man, that'd be a fun one to review. You just have a nun ninja scene in the middle of it, and it's not as awesome <laughs> as I just made it sound. It was just really stupid. Wait, did we review it? Because I remember no. this whole conversation. We didn't because I, I didn't think watch. We just it. talked about the movie before. You just talked about it with the with the episode. Oh, that's yeah, right. Before the episode, because so. I tried not to watch it. We tried to trick you into watching it. You did. It didn't, didn't work. work. No. Our, but our even our acting was not nearly as bad as all of the acting in that movie. So. <laughs> on th- this movie, just uh, a, the closing thought that I was going to say earlier, but I forgot about the, the way this story was written. They left a lot of like extra things that could have been side stories, like little hints. And it didn't feel like they stuck it in there for no reason. And then it was abandoned. It all kind of contributed to the character development of, of the, of Pedro and his brother. 
It's going to be the Apple ice cream movie. We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, there was the, uh, in the, in the very beginning with the rich guy, the one who shot the goat and then got axed by his wife, mm-hmm. there's, there's tossing a little conspiracy theory there where he thought it was the state that wanted yeah. his, the country that thought it, or the, sorry, the, the government that wanted the land. So they either sent the, the rotten corpse, not corpse, but the diseased guy there, or they refused to help because they wanted the land to turn into a ghost town so they could take that land. Yeah. I think they, another, the idea was that they just refused to help. Yeah. They refused to help. And then the other, another one was when the brother rams the reanimated corpse of Pedro's wife into the tree with the car and her corpse starts talking to him. She insisted that they had had an affair at some point, which right. That was- one, that one I was like, what's that story about? But then at the same time, I thought this is a possessed person saying terrible things to you. Yes, but also earlier, remember when the after she after she died, the grandmother got the phone call and Pedro answered it. And it was Sabrina, the wife, after she died, and she was like, she's saying that's why I cheated on you and that's why I slept with everybody in town. Yeah. So it seemed like a consistent. It was just building his backstory. He was, you know, the piece of shit who abandoned his kids, didn't pay child support. Then you find out that he probably left her because she cheated on him. And kind of that he's like a joke around town where nobody takes him seriously. His wife cheats on him. He's like the town cuckold. Oh, so. really shit on this guy. They didn't say any of those things in the movie. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, they did imply that. So it did help with the development. But all right. That has right. been our, our review of Dave Hates Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to add to this uh, movie. But we are going to be doing another movie review next week. Except... We are going to go to the movie theater. We are going to see the movie Thanksgiving. So you are going to get a horror movie review of a brand new movie that's in theaters on the week of Thanksgiving. I mean, I don't think anyone else has thought to do this. Do you? Do you guys think anyone no, else? No, no one's it? ever watched a movie right when it comes out and then reviewed it. No one's ever done that. It's so we're uh, the first about the about the holiday. It's about the week of the holiday, guys. Next thing you know, we're going to have a Friday the 13th. And guess what we'll do? Oh. Review review a Friday the 13th movie. Whoa, baby. what a good idea. No one's like, we're, we're reinventing the way that television shows are done, boys. And give us all the money networks. We're just let's showing you how the, to do this. Uh, on the Thanksgiving review, let's do it like we did the Evil, Evil Dead Rise one, where we do the first half spoiler free and then do the spoilers after. Absolutely. All right, so that's going to do it for this horror movie review. Make sure that you leave a comment letting us know what you thought about this movie. Jump over in Discord, discuss it a little bit more. We'll catch you next time. Peace.